I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sans Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, <laughs> adventures, and ghosts. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Gentlemen, How Goods Footy. Great question. Boys, footy is great. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Go why, on. Tom? Because today I read a headline that said that Ross Lyon would not be working at Geelong in 2022. That's a very good thing to be excited about, Tom. Oh, great development. God. Knocked you um, back, did he? <laughs> <laughs> he knows um, yeah. a window when he sees one. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, usually no, fucking so- on the other side of a window breathing heavily on the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Big yeah, pervert breathing heavily energy. so they can write "fuck you, Ross" in, <laughs> yeah. in the condensation. <laughs> uh, now I like to imagine that it's that um, that King of the Hill meme where just yeah. he's inside the glass and like you know Tom Hawkins got a piece of paper that's like "fuck you, Ross." <laughs> it's huge. It's enormous. It's good news. It's um yeah, and boys, they must have listened to the episode. Yeah, because. I wrote an email, but it is still sitting in my drafts. Oh, I got a wow! That was going to be my next question. Did you send the letter? And then I was going to praise you for the power of the letter. Shut up, Tom! You didn't send it. No, I was I was going to send it today, and then I saw that news. So lucky, mate! So lucky. Mm. That's disgusting. There was just just nothing happening about it. It it kind of petered away. I kept rewriting it and going back and rewriting it. What was wrong with it? Huh? What was wrong with it? Every time I wrote it, it got too angry, and I didn't want to be rude to the to the person reading it because it's not their I, fault. Anyway, could have been. Oh. Who knows? Could have been. been Chris Scott reading that email. I can't believe you didn't send it. It yeah. didn't well, get sent. You pretty much TC'd all... against your club. Yeah, <laughs> and I will say hey, that this. I was prepared Ross to Lyon... walk. <laughs> I will say that prepared this to Ross walk, uses... but weren't prepared to hit send on an email. That's Scum. huge TC energy. Um, <laughs> I got a reprieve last week. Get fucked, Sean. And also, I'll have you know that at certain points in the week, I thought to myself, "There's a huge chance that 
this podcast has two Lions supporters on it in 2022. I wouldn't want you. Not after you're not oh. sending a fucking letter. Oh. If you didn't oh. send the letter and it happened, you're a disgrace. <laughs> also, Tom, this is positive news, but it's not entirely positive because they said that they really uh, appreciated reaching out to Ross Lyon. Oh, yeah. And- uh, still fucked. Still don't love it. But if... If I had to, like, basically, it's the same as Carlton were entertaining having him be their head coach and then didn't. Mm-hmm. There was this rumbling he was going to join our coaching panel, and it's like, no, no, it was just we're just chatting to him. He's not joining the team. It's like, look, I would much rather Steve Hocking came out and said, Ross Lyon is a garlic-breathed cunt and I hate him. Yeah, um, if he told I'm the truth. I'm going to bash him the next time I see him. But he didn't say yeah. that. But, right. I, I, you know, I'll take it. Am I 100% satisfied? Seven out of ten. Six out of ten, maybe. You know? Six out of ten? Yeah. God, mate, get happy. <laughs> if I had done? said, if I, no, nah, get fucked you. If I had said eight or nine out of ten, you'd have been like, oh, that's disgraceful. I'm Sean Carney. Uh, we'll never know. <laughs> that wasn't the only football magic this week, though. Because, yes. boys, I witnessed a bit of uh, some footy magic, but also a bit of birthday magic. Oh, you love Turns a bit out, of footy birthday magic. Yeah, so this time it wasn't my birthday, uh, but I have witnessed Tipper kick seven on my birthday and then immediately ran into Kevin Sheedy at the conclusion of the game, which yep. there's no bigger birthday magic than that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But what happened is I ran into someone else on their birthday uh, where I was at a cafe and who rolls in but Harrison Jones? And I was like, shit, that's Harry Jones. Did you think briefly then, it might have been Paul Dano? I did. I was like, on, oh my God. It's the Riddler. <laughs> I will say, in real life, Harry Jones, even more Paul Dano-y than uh, we previously anticipated. Jeez. Joel, did he leave a latte on the fucking, uh, on the bench there? <laughs> Huge little, question. I didn't little, actually... I didn't, it was a little a, premiership, a little premiership cup in the little, uh, in the latte art. <laughs> oh, premiership cup, 2022. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, he, he'd been dropped off by someone and I was like, that's pretty funny. And the person parked the car, but who should get out of the car than Kyle Langford? Uh, so it turns out Kyle Langford had dropped Harry Jones off. They were both going in for breakfast and I was like, that's interesting. And then uh, I think they're housemates. So I was like, oh, not that interesting. Just going out for breakfast. That's nice. But then you're probably wondering where the, uh, birthday magic comes in. Nick Bryan, who is another young player at Essendon, strolled in, looking lost and confused until he got waved down by the other two boys. And then I was like, why is Nick Bryan on my brain? And then I realized that I'd seen earlier that morning that Essendon had posted a happy birthday Nick Bryan uh, Instagram post. And I was like, oh yeah, shit, it's his birthday. You were witnessing a birthday brunch. I was witnessing a birthday brunch. And look... I didn't go up to their table and try and talk to them while they were sitting down. But I did, on the way out, hit them with a, hey boys, best of luck next season, love your work. But it was a walk-by. A walk-by, so... That's the best. Message was received loud and clear, but also I wasn't a threat. I wasn't a lingerer. They knew, they were like, (laughs) this man, he's not going to hassle us. He's on his way to his car. And, uh... The response I got was funny because two of them kind of in unison went, you! Uh, and uh, then I also got a thanks, mate, and a thumbs up. Uh, Harry, I will say, seemed to love it the most. Carl Langford seemed to not care the most. Oh, was he the thanks, <laughs> that, mate? That um, checks out, yes. though. Yeah. 
That checks but out. Because Lang's like been an, around for a while. Yeah. And I reckon he's copped his fair share of shit from people. Yeah. I yeah. reckon. So I think he's um, always a bit wary of the old yeah. approach. But it was an enthusiastic thanks, mate. Um, I love Langford. Have yeah. we talked about him a lot? Before? Have we mentioned the prestige with he's, him? He's an underrated gem. Yeah. Have I talked about the prestige? The prestige. Every time Langford gets the ball and the commentator calls his name, I always think of the movie The Prestige. Which is one of your favourites. <laughs> yeah. I love it. But this is a very obscure thing. There's just a, a knot that one of the magicians ties in the oh, thing. The Langford, it's the Langford, the Langford double. double. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so it's great. Anytime he does a one-two and he gets two touches, I'm like, Langford double. double. Well, he's definitely done it before, but he would have kicked two goals in a row. That's a big time, the Langford double. Big Langford double. double. Every time he does it, you've got to rewatch the prestige. (laughs) That's the rules. (laughs) Every time he does it, Hugh Jackman's wife dies. Oh, that's (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't laugh, but did. No, Um, Joel. His his movie wife. I think, yeah. Thank you, Tom. Thanks. Joel, this is enormous. And mm-hmm. when you told us about this when it happened, mm. I the the energy of this is going to carry them to the premiership. Imagine if I they was, win the flag next year. It's because I reckon the first goal that Harry Jones kicks in 2022, he's going to be thinking about that moment because he looked so happy. Yeah, he um, yeah, he was every laughing time, and like all smiles. Every time Langford kicks two goals, he's not going to think about that interaction. He'll be thinking no, about the film, but, the Prestige. Yeah. But yeah. the other two, fucking hell, you're going to supercharge their year. Yeah, are you excited, Joel, to go to that cafe at some point in the future again? And um, mm-hmm. you're not really paying attention. Someone sort of jostles you on your way out, and you mm. sit down at your table, and there's just a full latte um, <laughs> just sitting there <laughs> <laughs> with Harry Jones kicking a goal. I'm like, done it again, and then I won't even know. I'll be like, was it Harry Dern- Harry Jones slash Paul Dano, or is this part of the prestige? <laughs> That's Fuck it's it true. It's true. And then just to confuse movies even more, you'll look up and Michael Caine will just give you away from the other side of the cafe. <laughs> I'll be like, "Fucking hell, it's all happening." Yeah. Joel, did you get any juicy? Um, like, what did they? What were they drinking? What did, What did they order? Any juice? Uh, it, could, it was a little bit uh, too far away for the order, which, to mm. be honest, suited me pretty well because it meant that I they couldn't see me working up the courage to figure out planning my exit with if whether I should just leave them alone or not. Yeah. Yep. Um. But I can report Harry Jones wearing thongs, both feet looking beautiful. So I reckon he'll be right, <laughs> right to go for a preseason, full preseason. Foot report. Hey, yep. did you consider saying happy birthday, or did you go nah too much? I did consider happy birthday, but I was like yep. way too much, especially because he's I such agree. a small. Mm. Like he played two games last year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The happy birthday would have been. The happy birthday would have been too much. I, I agree. Yeah. You, you've done. You've actually. That is the textbook footy punter interaction mm. on the move to another location. Yeah. Yeah. That's and and like with the clear intent that that's all you're doing. Yeah. And I'm you assuming fall. you know you don't slow down. You just continue, and it's yeah, as you didn't go. Didn't break stride. Nah. Perfect. That's a professional yeah. way to handle it, mate. Yeah. That's, done that's, really well there, mate. I mean. You, Joel Dusha, a big-time podcaster, you probably get that sort of thing all the time when you're out in the yeah. cafe. Don't fucking talk to me. That's the rules. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at him. Don't ever Don't look, look at him. him. Don't look at We're me. If I, at if I hear a podcaster's reporting on how many lattes or mimosas I'm having with lunch, I will hunt you down and I'll be like, fuck you. Let me report the news and you leave me alone. Because also, that's not a secret fact. Everybody knows it's 30 for both. Yeah. True. 
in the most stealth way possible, drop all your money on the table, but don't ever let Joel see you and don't ever look at him in the eye. <laughs> yeah, no, don't. Um, you can pay yeah. for his breakfast without him knowing you were even there. Yeah. And he just thinks it's Fuck a glitch it in the hell. Matrix. You've done well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fucking enormous. It was big. It was a big breakfast. Um, yeah. Rated it highly. Also, to tie it back into how good's footy, I was having a meeting uh, with a future groom about me emceeing their wedding. So, uh, Jacob, if you're oh. listening, the offer is still on the on the cards. Can't remember if you got married or not during lockdowns, but if no, you haven't- no, it's um, it's he had a kid, so he did this- yep. Doing it backwards. Um, yeah. The wedding I'm part of is doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, so, Tom, he's... you make sure that Jacob knows that the double MC role, the Langford double, if you will, it's still on the <laughs> it's on the table. Oh, big time on the table. And, Jacob, yeah. if you're listening, this is our formal declaration. We're very available. We're happy to move schedules around. <laughs> yep. Well, it, it will be in the off season because I, I think they've moved it again. So It's good. Um, that means I won't miss uh, uh, Brisbane Lions Premiership. <laughs> won't miss any footy. Um, yep. So it's. I mean, there's a look. There's a chance you're both good candidates. I think the mm. thing that is hurting you is I know that that there's not really formalities at the reception, really. So what do you mean? I don't, know, I don't know if there's a need for an MC. What do you mean? Are there no speeches? There's always a need for an MC. Impromptu speeches, but nothing really. Impromptu you know. speeches. Impromptu. That's oh that's, my god, Tom. That's chaotic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, this, Are you going to so, do a speech? Okay. Nebulously structured speeches. Are you no going to do a speech? Uh, yes. See, That's you need impromptu. You need the Langford double to introduce you. Then <laughs> someone's got to hype you up before you come and do a speech. Just be like, look, I need uh, a plus two, uh, just for my hype, man. I assume yeah. Terence is doing a speech. I don't know, actually. I don't he, needs know a hi- he needs hype, man, and then he will. If if this is a true impromptu speech wedding, the bride and the groom. Should get up in front of everyone and be like, right, who wants to make a speech? First person put up their hand. They just get given a microphone and see what happens. Oh, man, this drunk uncles everywhere. Chaos. Yeah. So, Tom, when you say impromptu speeches, is it a bit well, of like so a, I, if I anyone would like to say anything? Because that's, no, that's why. No. I think, I think I've. I, With I think an open once bar. Again, the issue here is me, not the actual event and my description yeah. of it. What so have you done? when I say impromptu, I just mean um, there's not really like a structured MC introducing. There's like people who have. A speech to give, and they will. It's a loose. It's a loosely structured. How many event. people have a speech to give? It's like the Oscars uh, a couple of years ago when they didn't have a host, or this year when they didn't have a host. Wait, did they have a yeah. host this year? Uh, Tom, and what do you know about the Oscars? Ratings are down, mate. Ratings go down every. No year. magic. Ratings went down because Parasite. Won do you fucking like, want your brother's wedding reception to win a gold logie or not? Fuck. Well, you oh, know, well then, boys, if I want to win a gold logie, I'm afraid I'm not getting you two to MC. I'm going to the gold logie himself, Marcus Bontempelli. Jesus Christ, he's always stealing jobs from us. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just quickly, I just want to also mm-hmm. put this on the record so that everyone can hear this. Um, the roast invite is live and still on the table. Oh, well, come on, let's lock down dates. So uh, once, well, once, once the should have said lockdown. Sorry, is back on. Um, <laughs> The 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 the, the, the roast the is back on. Roast, it's back on. It's back well, on. That's Terrence right. is very excited. Yeah, Terrence, um, we're coming for you. I think inviting about ten people. So we'll see what happens. Um, and Jacob, uh, we'll discuss dates there. And uh, Sean and I require no payment. But if I'm hearing whispers of an open bar, that should do. Oh, look, I'm do. I'm thinking, do boys. Yeah, maybe you should prepare. Right, uh. a sort of Shark Tank style 
MC pitch for the roast. Mate, oh, our we'll records MC speak the roast. for themselves. Yeah, we'll MC the roast, like the roast dinner. Yeah, a trial, and, uh, a little, a little addition. And Mate, uh, just- now everyone, just introducing uh, the roast lamb. Just coming up to the table now. Joel, pause for applause, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah geez, that was rusty from you, Nusha. <laughs> Fuck. We do we do our best work on the night, mate. Yeah, rehearsal. impromptu. Yeah. <laughs> real, real don't go to training football as you two. I rarely went to training when I played footy. They call us buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael Voss didn't train that much for the for fucking several, hell. for several seasons at the back end of his career. Fuck, not do it from fifty five. His knee was bone on bone. No training for him. <laughs> Steve Johnson, similar. Didn't do a hell of a lot of training. There's no need to sort of bring other players in. We've already gone to the top. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Watch your mouth out. Right. So, as you're probably guessing at this point, not a lot has happened footy-wise uh, in the last week, but we got a couple of emails. So, Tom. Yes, Joel. You've kind <laughs> of stolen my fucking thunder here, you fuckhead. <laughs> Jesus. What a fucking... I've got one job on this fucking... I've no. po- two jobs on this fucking podcast. I liked his yep. initiative. That's real MC material. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that though. That's going off script. And I think if you're a good MC, you need to be able to no. impromptu you know, hosting. Read the play. <laughs> <laughs> ah, do we have any impromptu emails, Dusha? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Tom, we got a couple. And Sean, I got some terrible news. No one listened to you last week when you said they better be good emails. Or short emails, because... Well, I mean, fuck they all of be... them. Tom, where can people find us? <laughs> <laughs> they might be good. I haven't read them yet, obviously. But uh, uh, they're definitely long. So you know what? We'll start with the email that is just snuck in just before we hit record. But it does tie in a lot to what happened at the start of this episode. And this is from Jason. Oof, beautiful. Friend of the show. Subject, membership, and the biggest Haggards footy news of the off-season. <laughs> Has Jason signed me up as a fucking Carlton member? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shit. 
Tom gets a lot of things incorrect on the podcast, but he 100% nailed correctly that I had forgotten to cancel the Bad Luck Omen <laughs> Joel Dusha's gifted membership. I didn't realize it had carried over already. I had fully planned to change it to Sean's name, knowing Carlton had now had the gloved Marvel in charge. Oh, great name. In the words of Nina Simone, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, etc. <laughs> Watching the Voss's doco plus the amazing Dynasty doco on Matthew's time at Brisbane. And here comes the Voss redemption arc. Also, just on Ross Lyon, I did very much call up to cancel all of my memberships. My brother, my partner, nephews are all under my account. Plus the Haggard's footy one. When Ross was rumored to be announced as coach, I left (laughs) a strong but polite message and my membership called back. I wasn't able to take the call, but they acknowledged my concerns. Was it a coincidence that Ross was no longer an option the following week? Most likely, but I'd like to believe my anger paid off. And that's but- power, Tom. That is power. That's power. So he called the club. You did nothing. You just sent off a tweet. Well, yeah, I had an email ready to go this, this morning. Ready to go. Didn't do it, though, did you? I had to rewrite it a Jason lot. Jason changed just- the course of history by calling the club. Well, I like to assume that maybe some listeners did for us. Oh, so you left it up to other people. So That's I think I owe them all a beer. Yeah. I hope or, 700 or a- of them email in and say it was me. <laughs> or, or a $20 sexy, bigger sexy land voucher. Interesting. Actually, just just before we- No, Tom, 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 Tom no? while we're talking about bigger sexy land vouchers, perfect segue because- Oh, no, but, I was going to address- Okay. But, Tom, the biggest news of the off-season, Adelaide now has its own sexy land and it's bigger than Geelong's. Fucking hell. Tom, Cheers. respond. You have the floor. I, Jason. I would like to know, one, <laughs> we have sources. Yeah, we do. At the How Goods Footy. We aren't yeah. just throwing out, well, I am. I'm always throwing yeah. out claims. But do We were Sean, throwing out claims, and then we got to the, we've got to the bottom of this twice, actually. Yeah. Uh, we've solved we this had, history twice. We, we had a friend of the show and uh, icon of Sandspence Radio, Cass, contact customer service of Sexyland directly one day because she was very curious. We've had uh, Sandspence- That was a company ne- meeting, wasn't it, I think? No, yeah. that was the no, first no, no. time we tried it. We just tried to ring them at the company meeting and they yeah. kind of- So we take it very seriously. It. Full company uh, meeting and we tried yeah, that. Yeah, full company, full company meeting. Uh, we had Jackson Bailey of Sandspence Radio call up. Then we had Cass, who actually got through, and they were like, oh, sorry, we don't know off the top of our heads. But then they replied 20 minutes later, being like, hey, we've just confirmed it is, in fact, Geelong. And now we have someone even closer to the source uh, who did reconfirm that it is Geelong. But I'll have to double-check with these sources now to find out if Adelaide is indeed bigger. But Correct. Because I want to know, this email, Jason, this- where's your source? Where's your source, Jason? Don't do a fucking Tom Brown. He's Reveal eyes, your mate. sources, please. This is big. Jason, let us know if you've got sources. Otherwise, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Um, I also just want to use the Sexyland launchpad to discuss mm-hmm. something that was raised in the Discord by a bunch of people, mm-hmm. which was the concern that we spent so much time talking about the biggest Sexyland that we haven't addressed that my hometown also features a novelty pub and pokies venue based on ancient Egypt um, called the Sphinx. What um, the fuck? It has a yeah. giant styrofoam Sphinx and a huge pyramid and the decor inside is all like Egyptian. Sorry, where um, was this? In Geelong. Why? Let's move the roast to there. <laughs> it is. Fun fact, based on the fact that it has a giant styrofoam sphinx head, guess how good the food is at the sphinx? 
Probably shit house. Okay, actually, oh, uh, that's, oh. <laughs> yeah, not amazing, but not the not the best pub food I've had, but not definitely not the worst. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a pub and pokies, um, and it is it is Egyptian themed for reasons that I have no idea why. Yeah. Um, but I know that yeah, the cockatoos used to come and like peck the shit out of the um, yeah. sphinx and throw it throw it over the road. So I think they've they've redone it up. But yeah, it's all you walk in and there's like Anubis statues and like obelisks and um, Yeah, that's good. Know, the the floor is all in like hieroglyphics. Yeah, very very Geelong, obviously. Yeah, um, very right. close Tasteful. to Egypt. Geelong. Yeah, yeah. Not fucking insane at all. No one in the venue is dressed up. They are just dressed as waiters, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> okay, well. Whew. Unless I was getting served by someone dressed as a mummy, in which case I'd I'd allow it. Imagine if you rolled in and a guy dressed as Rick O'Connell was like, Hi, can I take your order? Oh, that would be fucking incredible. Fuck. Anyway, it is a Geelong institution. It is real. I've been there. Um, but honestly, I like the sexy land more. So, will you still like it if it's the second biggest in Australia? Uh, yeah, I will. Because I'm I'm not going to abandon. I'm not a TC. I'm not going to TC on my sexy land. Mm. I don't love it because it's the biggest. I love it because it's mine. I've heard Ross Lyon <laughs> might get a job there. In that case, <laughs> get fucked, sexy land. <laughs> this is from Ryan. Well wishes to Tom, get fucked, Ross Lyon. Dear Thomas Reed, I'm a Carlton supporter and I had the exact same reaction to the news that big cunt Ross Lyon was linked to my club <laughs> as you are going through now. I wish to extend my well wishes to you and to Ross continued hopes that he fucks off into obsolence. I had this, I had similar thoughts of taking a break from my childhood club. I've had to put up with a lot of shit over the years and you, as you boys well know, but that really would have been the straw that broke my heart. Obviously, we have had a happy ending, and I hope the same is true of Geelong. Cheers, Ryan, the coach of the soon-to-be-renamed Tony Liberatore's Footy Matadores. Ooh, I'm, in the for a, I'm in the market for a better name if there are any suggestions. Nope, stick I with it, know. I love it. I don't know if there is. <laughs> and Tom, P.S. Mm. In your letter to Geelong, you may as well tell them to fuck off that utter drop kick, Gary Rowan. Uh, yeah, I yeah, nah. I wasn't that would gonna take that. courage that Tom doesn't have. Yeah, well, well I no, mean, but- sending an email to Ross about Ross Lyon took courage that Tom didn't have. It turns out, Tom, what would what like what would make you send an email? I've, I'd send emails at the drop of hat. what are we got to do? We got to get Wayne Carey what, down well, there as a goal So my my like, issue was fucking- I just. So I, 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 so after we recorded on Monday, I didn't remember until the episode came out on Wednesday and was like, That's fuck, disgusting. Right, I told you email. at the time. I told you at the time. Be quick. Yeah, but I was fucking hungry on Monday night. There was so movies lucky, to watch. Man. I watched, I think, two movies, you know? Silver screen. Anyway, I wrote it and then wanted to, didn't want to send it straight away. I wanted to have a think about it. Went back, rewrote it, and then was like, I'm going to think about it over the weekend. And then first thing on, and on Monday, I'm going to send this email because I don't, again, the whole thing was I didn't want to be rude or disrespectful to just a simple worker who was working there. That's rude. Um, and then by the time the email was coming, I reckon I reckon he listens to the show. I reckon Steve Hocking absolutely yeah, listens all right. to Yeah, all right, Tom. Think about it, Sean. Tom, you're just very lucky that history is written by the winners, and on this occasion, you've won. So it you're is. lucky. Yeah. yeah. Um, otherwise, if I hadn't of this morning, the email would have had to be rewritten and be just, get fucked, you cunts, here's my membership. Oof. Well, Tom, that may have taken courage that you clearly... I mean, we have no reason to believe you would have actually sent that. 
Well, no, I probably not that because that's abusive and aggressive again. I would have had to be polite. You, you've just got to be in that scenario where I'm not going for the... If it was an email that I knew was going to Ross Lyon or to someone, mm. yes. Tom. But you don't want to, Tom, you know... you're giving a lot of advice for someone with no experience. You haven't, how, many, how many have you hit send on? None. Oh, plenty. Next email. All right. Uh, so to bring home the show, we've actually got two enormous emails sitting in our inbox, which is usually a How Goods Footy no-no. But shouts to listener Mel, who has sent us, no exaggeration, a 20-paragraph email, but then signs it off with, I'll accept my answer off air. So, Mel, <laughs> give us... 45 to 60 minutes to read your email and we'll get right back to you. But finally, to bring us home, pretty long email from Anarchy, but a lot of very good questions. And not 20 paragraphs. No, this is uh, seven. I would have respected more if the 20 paragraphs were the entire subject of the email. (laughs) Don't be tempting fate, mate. (laughs) I don't have access to Yo the inbox. Go, go nuts, guys. Send emails in fucking windings. Make douche your readout symbols. Do you know what I'll do? I'll just close the inbox for a week. Ah, oh, fuck. But Sean, yeah. you have access to the inbox. You'd just open it back up again, wouldn't you? Yeah, but Tom, what do I hate? Long emails. Fuck. No, no, short, but just in a font that is unable to be read. Dear ambassadors of footy. I've been thinking about sending in an email on cultural differences between footy and the sacred game football. And seeing as y'all are going to be short on content, here we go. Do you think that a franchise league is actually fairer than a footballing pyramid with relegation and lower divisions? If so, why? As someone who's seen his team relegated, it was probably the worst day of my life. But I'd defend the pyramid system to death. Allowing for smaller clubs to achieve greatness as they climb from regional leagues to to higher levels is beautiful. I don't think we have the infrastructure in this country to allow relegation. Especially because... And we get to it in a second, but because the clubs aren't really owned in the same way. Yep. That they and there's are. state league rep like there's teams have a lower league representative already. We have yeah, know, state league teams that I don't know enough into- about soccer slash yeah. football. Um all I know is when Australia qualified for the two thousand and six World Cup and yep. from two seasons of Ted Lasso. Yeah. Um I will and say hey, this. we we've we've experienced relegation in Ted Lasso. Yeah, for sure. I, I like relegation because Oof. you've got your top teams fighting for glory and then you've got your shit teams and there's still glory because the glory is getting into that top bracket or being relegated. I, I kind of like it. They have more teams. They have more money. They yeah. have probably more fans. It wouldn't work in AFL, I don't think. No. Imagine in no. AFL, teams would die because, to be honest, for the longest – I mean, Fitzroy died. Um, yeah. For a very long time, probably until the Dogs won the Premiership in 2016, there was talk of, oh, can the Dogs survive? North yeah. Melbourne have also been debt. on the North Melbourne were in enormous debt. They're not anymore. But Melbourne? St Kilda are in fucking staggering debt. They're like, I think, 15 million debt. You know what I mean? Jesus. So, like, if a team like what... the Saints got relegated and weren't in the, like, the primetime AFL anymore, they'd be fucked, I reckon. Mm. Hawthorne. We, we talk about Hawthorne supporters sometimes. They're a bit fickle. When they're not going well, they don't really show up and watch games. Imagine if they're not in the AFL. Like, um, I, just, I would just like to quickly defend one Hawthorne supporter. That is our good friend Damo, who uh, hosts Scaredy Boys podcast, new episodes every Friday. He is the mm. only Hawthorne supporter we will allow um, you to know, defend. If they got relegated, they'd have to draft Damo, someone they who would. could glide through the air and take a beautiful mark. 
He's a good kick, isn't he? Yeah. Can't Boys, kick the footy with him. We can just let everybody know that with restrictions easing, there is a mm, kick in the air, I think, for the How Good Footy team. <laughs> a huge, huge kick. A kick, uh, I reckon, probably a 25 to 30 metre drop punt kick that's going to hit another How Good's Footy member on the chest. And yeah, not if me, it's Tom, that's those. good. No, no, no. That's good, Tom, because you don't need to move your feet. That's good. I'm already stretching, boys. I'm started oh, early. Smart. <laughs> I learned from last time. <laughs> uh, then Anaki goes on to say, is the final system fair and shouldn't the minor premiership be worth more than the premiership? Seeing as it better demonstrates what team was better overall that year, uh, over here we have a dual system in which we have a national league and a national cup. Uh, the league is seen as much more prestigious than the cup. Yeah, that is interesting. Um there, there are sports like the one Anaki's talking about where it's like if you finish on top at the end of the season, that's that's yeah. like the big thing. And like the final yeah. series is is a lesser thing to that, which I just can't fathom having been an AFL yeah. fan. For us, it's kind of like, oh, you win the minor premier. Like <laughs> no one gives a shit about the minor premiership, really. Yeah, They kind of do, but it's like, oh, if we can rest a player and get a better run in the finals, we'll do that, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, up until this year, the last time that the team finished top of the ladder and won the flag was like 2013 or something. Yeah. Hawthorne, yeah. I, I think if there was, if you wanted to do it, like basically if there was a way that you could give them a better advantage, and I know you get the home ground advantage, but I, but if it was a, only, only if it was a true home ground advantage. So if teams could, and like COVID's kind of fucked it, but if teams, if you finish high enough on a ladder, you can choose any venue, and that is where your final is played. And I mean yeah. any final. So if you make the grand final, you get to pick where it's played. Oof, the AFL will never do that, but that's how you create an incentive for finishing on top. Jesus. Yeah? That, yeah. That's juicy, Tom. And like you said, will never happen, but yeah. No. I haven't, just on that, I'm in favour of um, a bit of a rotational grand final. Yeah, it's good. Two it around. Mm. Give everyone a bit of a taste of the grand final magic. Mm. Finals fever, baby. One, don't give Perth another one because they're not going to, they're saying they're not letting people in till May or some shit. So ah, fuck, fuck them. No though. grand final. But for you. what I've seen is the idea, because obviously, Tom, you would know this, the MCG have the contract for another 55 years or something. But Correct. I've seen the idea floated that maybe every four years it should be in a different state. So maybe four years from now, South Australia get to host it. Adelaide Oval can have the grand final. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. That's good. I, I would Standing like on that. the wheel. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Um, Anaki then, so just like two more quick, these are quicker questions, I reckon. Yep. With the draft system, who develops the players? Over here, every club has junior teams for which they develop homegrown talent that then funnels into the first team. These players are then also bought and sold for monetary amounts. I have absolutely, I have been absolutely unable to ever understand how the AFL dra- trade and draft period works, to be honest. Yeah, there are- Kind of similar. There are yeah. state teams. Um, yeah. And area teams like, um, fuck, what are they called, Tom? Well, so Vic got, Metro yeah, so and Vic Country and things like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and then also teams have academies. So Brisbane, yep. uh, a lot of the northern teams have academies. Brisbane do. So we develop players. Like Harris Andrews was an academy player. Eric Hipwood yep. was. And then we have the right to draft them. Those rules are changing slightly. And there's next generation academies, which is how the Bulldogs got Oogle Hagen um, yep. and, and, and stuff the, like that. And the Magpies but, will get have had... Players as well through those next gen academies yeah. too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Geelong is a weirder one. We don't have an academy, but we do have a pretty strong, fo- like a pretty strong grip on a particular region. We have a a feeder team for the lower state, like the younger state <laughs> level, which is called the Geelong Falcons. Yeah, and yep. a lot of those players 
end up playing in TAC Cup sides. And, for example, Sam Walsh, who is a freak and is at Carlton now, um, he is a Falcon. Um, so, yeah, so the, we have that. We yeah. don't really have a next-gen academy necessarily. Um, it is interesting that one of the biggest um, critics of academy football um, was Collingwood, and they have their own academy. So, um, yeah, work that one out. Uh, we also have the unique one that other, t- which I love, is obviously father sons and now father daughters, and eventually yep. mother daughter mother son rules. Which is yep. if your parent has played a hundred and fifty games, I think at it's a hundred and fifty for women's. Yeah, or a hundred and maybe fifty for women's, but has played at a certain club x amount of games. Your I don't know if they've done the first- rule for the women's game yet. Uh, yeah, actually, that's a good point. I think it was no, speculated. Yeah, for no, 50. they haven't. Because so, I guess there's no mother daughter, mother daughter or mother sons yet to play, yeah. hmm. but effectively you play X number of games for a club, or your your, your father or your mother plays X number of games for a club. Uh, that club has first crack at you, which is how um, Tom Hawkins and Gary Ablett, and Maddie Scarlett ended up at Geelong. Um, it's how I think Heard's son is on Essendon's list. Is that right? Yep. Um, Jonathan Brown was a father son. Yep. Yep. Um, and then Eddie Maguire complained, and they changed the rules. Yeah, because his and dad played 50, have- 51 games and then they changed it to 100. And then the, so the bidding system is different. It used to be – so I think, Tom, is it right that Tom Hawkins went for about pick 42 or something like yeah, that? Correct. Correct. Yeah, correct. Whereas he was a likely top five or top 10. So now it's like there is a bidding system. So Collingwood have Josh Dacos. Is it Josh? Yeah. Nick, isn't yeah. it? Or Nick. Uh, Nick's Nick. the one who's there, isn't it? Oh, okay. Well, da- one of the Dacos boys is likely the number one draft pick. Or number two or whatever. Yeah. And so a, a club will bid for him and then Collingwood will have to match him. Whereas in the past, they could have just grabbed him at like pick 70 or some shit. Jesus. I think it was a rule, I think, that Collingwood complained about and then the rule came in and it's fucked them the hardest because yeah. they've had a couple that they've then had to accumulate what, picks to bid on. I'll tell you a juicy little thing for next season, for the uh-huh. next um, draft night for Brisbane fans, is that uh, Marcus Ashcroft's son, Will, is apparently going to be the number one pick. Or he's, you know, he's in the frame. He's the best player at the moment. That'll be Very good. juicy. Hopefully Very he picks Brisbane. Very juicy. Oh, we got dogged when Mark Murphy didn't want to come up here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically, Anarchy, junior players that are well, like play really well will usually get picked up to play for one of the teams that end up being like a feeder team for a different team. And then so there's like scouting involved at first, but then you get it's moved bit, around a little like bit. It's almost like American football. Yeah. They kind of scout around like high schools and college things. There is there is a massive disparity in Australia where there's a massive issue with mostly private school fuckheads being drafted because private schools get more money. Um yeah. so they and that probably needs to be changed. Um yeah. I struggled like it's it, to the point where commentators like punters and like football commentators and journos can actually put together best 22s from X private school which is just fucked and Disgusting. shouldn't happen. Um so yeah they, they they need to correct that balance to you know get more opportunities to more footballers who can't yeah. necessarily afford to go to a tip top school. Um but that's a general rule of thumb anyway. Welcome to How Good's Footy, eat the rich. All right, Tom, settle down. Speak about Geelong for 20 minutes and then you fucking get political. Classic Tom. <laughs> hey, I haven't got Anarchy political ar- on this podcast for fucking ages. Anaki asks a simple question about the trade system. You start talking about how Geelong is special and how, like, you fucking... Everyone lost track of what was going on. You were throwing out Geelong names from early 2000s trying to recapture the glory. Did you even answer Anaki's question? Hard yeah, to you, say. 
You didn't, Tom. You don't even have the biggest sexy land anymore. Oh, Giff. We don't know that. We, and you know what? I don't care. You know I don't what? Care. Finally. I, you know what? I believe Jason. Oh, Do you know what, too. Sean? I believe that you're a cunt. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, truth. <laughs> finally, uh, Anaki just wants to know who owns the AFL teams. Uh, in Argentina, every club is owned by the members who then regularly hold elections to deter. De- to determine club authorities. I've been exci- I've been watching AFL for almost a decade now, and while I fucking love watching the game, I truly don't understand fucking any of the non-game stuff. Technically, it's similar, isn't it? Like, members get to vote, you know, have voting powers for boards and appointments and stuff like that. Um, no, we don't really have... It's not like soccer or, uh, or basketball where there is an owner of the team. No, I don't think it is. I mean, is um, it technically the AFL? Yeah, it would be, I guess. Sort of. Because like, they're the not highest profiting. position you can have it's is the like, president. I think in soccer, you've got a guy who owns the team and then he's like profiting from yeah. you know, merchandise and sales and stuff. Whereas I think in the AFL, it's just that money goes back into the club. The yeah. club is just its, its own business. It's almost like it's just the model is the same as what it is at like lower levels, but it's just on a massive scale. So yeah. there are members of the club and they have, you know, voting rights and can participate in AGMs and stuff to choose. It's 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 like the Melbourne Cricket Club is like any other cricket club. It is just on a fucking huge scale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh thank you for the sage teachings of this good game, Anarchy. You're welcome, Anarchy, and hopefully that was helpful for anyone else that didn't know what the fuck was going on, which fair enough, because it's hectic. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And Tom, if you want to send us an email, where can you find us? Yeah, so if you want to ask us more questions about stuff that you don't understand about footy or about the giant sphinx in Geelong, um, you can send it emails to howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually, I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Juice 13. And next week, we're doing a little bit of a throwback episode. And by that, I mean we're not available to record next week. So I'm going to release the first ever recordings that Haggard's Footy did together, which was an old episode of a podcast that is long dead. I'm going to record a new intro or drop it in the feeds, and you should give it a listen if you want to hear where the passion started. Don't worry about that podcast that it came from, because it is dead, and dead for a reason. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.